And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. The Toronto Raptors tonight came through with a key win. They needed a win. Losing three in a row. Raptors bounced back with a victory on the second night of a back-to-back. But the Bulls were also on the second night of a back-to-back. Yep. Raptors win a nail-biter. Bulls 93 92 over the Chicago Bulls, and I'm joined by my guy Q. Q, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm good. How you good. feeling after that uh, hectic Raptors game? Oh, Wednesday's gonna be a struggle. You feel good? No, no, not at all. There's nothing. There's nothing really to feel good about. Um, Norm played well. How you feeling? Though? Tell the people where they can hit you up, where they could, should follow you, what you got going on, people, all that people. fun stuff before we get into. The nitty gritty that is the full show. Instagram, Twitter, hit me up at simply underscore just underscore Q mm-hmm. on both sites or always at DDS Caps, DDSCaps.com. And of course, thank you guys for tuning in live on Twitter as you always do after each and every Toronto Raptors game on Twitter at Shell Alexander. That's where you go to see the full feed. You see Q, you see the full set, all that fun stuff live on Twitter at Shell Alexander after each and every Raptor game. Same thing on Instagram. We've got another feed up there and that's where we take your comments and questions as well at Sheldon Alexander. We take your comments and questions because this is your show, people. This is a show we got for exactly nights like this where there's a lot of talking points. Yep. You might not be happy with the performance that you saw. It's a win. But there's a lot of things to talk out in this game, right? And regardless of whether you tune in live, regardless of you're a podcast people, shout out to the podcast people for sure, we got you covered here. Because coming into this game, I would have said that you would think this should be a blowout. If the Raptors are the team that I've been told the Raptors are, mm-hmm. you come into this game and you take care of business because you need a win. You've lost three in a row. You faced pretty tough opponents the last three games. And now you get the Bulls sandwiched in between a big game against the Clippers. And as much as Norm tried to downplay it, we know that's a big game. They want to win that game. But overall, to start, this performance against the Chicago Bulls, another bad trend in terms of how the Raptors have been playing as of late, or the second night of a back-to-back, they're tired, trap game the ever popular <laughs> trap game that people like to say what do you what do you make of the raps performance in this game as a squeeze out a one point victory over the bulls yeah i mean like you said it should have been a blowout mm-hmm. the raptors should have got blown out in this game if chicago <laughs> if chicago could shoot the ball uh, right especially early yeah they missed a lot of wide open shots yeah if chicago could shoot the ball we'd be having a completely different conversation right now but this is this is my thing though, right? Like regardless of the outcome of this game, because mm-hmm. if I left work today and we were talking we were talking in the newsroom after work about uh 82 practices, 
right? And I go down saying, that's a Kawhi line. That's fine when we have Kawhi on our team. There's no Kawhi. This is not about 82 practices. It's about wins and losses. But if this is about 82 practices, right, shouldn't shouldn't you look at this game and say, forget the fact that you won by one point. You play terribly again. Like, you look at the numbers, Raptors shoot 24% from three-point land. Again, 24%, 7 for 29 from three-point land, 37% overall from the floor, and you managed to beat the Bulls. Only because, as you said, it's the Bulls, and they shot 26% from three-point land <laughs> and 39% from the floor. It was a messed up game, and there were there are games where, or sorry, there are points in the game to start the second quarter where the Bulls were one of eleven from three, like one of eleven. Like the shooting in this game was terrible, the turnovers in this game were terrible. There's no flow to the game at all, and the Raptors' offense again. And this is, and I'm not saying this is Kyle Lowry's fault because it just coincides with him returning to the lineup. But there's other people involved in this that deserve blame. But the Raptors' offense just continues to stall. There's not enough ball movement at all. It's just people taking turns at going one-on-one. And you're not going to beat good teams like that. Heck, you barely beat the Bulls like that. But no Fred Van Fleet again as he sat out this game with a knee contusion. But what's up with the Raps' offense of late as they continue to struggle again? You mean, I I look at the numbers, and I'm going to pull up first up Pascal Siakam. Finished with 22 points, shot 7 of 18. Kyle Lowry in this game. Again, without Fred, you need a big game from Kyle Lowry. He had 11 points, 3 of 15 from the floor, 1 of 18 from 3. Or sorry, 1 of 8 from 3. What did I say? One of eight. I said 1 of 18, didn't I? I was like, he took no, you know what's funny? I saw the look on your face. I didn't catch what I said until I saw the look on your face. 1 of 8 from 3 for Kyle Lowry. 3 of 15 overall from the floor. What is wrong with the Raptors' offense? I don't get it. I don't get why they stop running plays. Yeah. But what's 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 happening? What do you see that they need to change here? Oh, oh. how long are we going to run the show tonight? <laughs> so there's a lot of standing around. Yeah. There is. It's a lot of one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Their defense sucks, which stops the transition game. And get let's get it. The Raptors are a run-and-gun team. For sure. Right? They run the fast break, and that's where they get their wide-open threes from. Do you know what? I'm going to give Leo a lot of credit because Leo said this during the game, and I thought this was a huge point because there's a lot of bragging going on about the Raps being the top three-point shooting team by percentage Mm -hmm. up until I think they might still be right now, or at least it would have changed within the past few games. games, But for a while, they're the top shooting three-point team in the league by percentage. And Leo brought this up during the game. The reason for that, it's not because they have straight, like, sharp shooters on their team. It's because of ball movement. It's because they're getting all these open shots, open looks in transitions, turning their defense to offense, right? And ball movement on the offensive end. So the stat, and there is, if you do the deep dive into, like, the stat nerd stuff, they do break it down into, like, open shots, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a statistic about open shots and, like, how many feet open you are, and all that crap. But without getting too deep into it, Leo's point, do you back? Do you agree with it in the sense that it's not that they're great shooters, it's like they have a bunch of Matt Thomases sitting yeah. out there, but ball movement leads to better shots, leads to higher shooting percentages from three, and now without the ball movement, you're not seeing as great three-point shooting from the reps. 
Is that it? Is it that simple? Lack of ball movement? That, it, it is. And a, a lack of ball movement, and they're not running. Yeah. Right? When you're when you're running on the break and you got a four on two, mm-hmm. somebody's always open. Yeah. Right? And they're and they're fighting they would always find that open guy. Yeah. Right? And feed the hot hand. There's not a lot of that going on right now. You saw it in spurts too when finally it seemed like they would get their defense going and get some turnovers, but it still wasn't at the consistent level of defense that the Raps were playing at the start of the year. And for whatever reason, again, I'm not blaming Kyle Lowry. I'm bringing up the point that it coincides with him coming back. But for whatever reason, the defense is not turning people over. And, And hey, maybe it could be just a letdown from Pascal being tired as well. From having think, to carry that, so much of the load, I think that maybe he's he's gotten tired and is slowing down. Yeah, it's a little early in the season for that, but yeah, I mean, de- defensively he's not the same guy, mm-hmm. right? Laurie Markkinen was driving by him, yeah. breezing by him, yeah, right. He's just not the same guy, right? Like, I mean, like you said, like he is our team now. Like, yeah, Kyle might be the the, the locker room leader in the heart. But Siakam's our team, and, it, and we kind of, kind of going with his flow, kind of right. Yeah. So he's having, so he's had some bad games. Where offensively, his shots not falling. He's not aggressive. Defensively, he's not aggressive. And I don't know. The team kind of is kind of in the same funk that he's in. So when this game started, I thought. I think I said to you even before the game started. This could be one of those games where I, I thought Pascal was going to go for like 35, yeah. right? You need the bounce back performance. He, he normally does early. bounce back and he goes at the Bulls. And it, I mean, he goes at teams like the Bulls. Yeah. And so I thought this could be another 35 point night from Pascal. And you're right. He came out gunning. He was nice early and he got off to a good start. And I thought he was doing really well because he was going to the basket. Yeah. And the Raps did a good job. I want to say it was the first points they scored was a dump down at Pascal in the paint, and he got an easy bucket. And he was really aggressive early. You could tell that he made a point in his mind, I'm going to get buckets in this game. And then kind of tailed off, where fell into kind of the same trap where, you know, I feel like he got off to the really good start. He was like five of six or something like that, or yeah, four of five. Like thirteen points in the first quarter, or something or something around. He had those thirteen. Lines. He had thirteen in the first quarter and was yeah. five of ten. But I want to say he started like five of seven. Yeah, started really well and then settled for like some bad, just like long twos. There's like a fadeaway long two off one foot. There's like one of the like pull up threes, and it's kind of like, I get it. You think you're on. But those are not the shots that you need. Those are not the shots. I don't. I still don't think Pascal's at that point yet in his career where those are shots that you should consistently be taking. Well, just like you said, like he's five of ten in the first quarter, right? Yeah. That means he only took what seven shots the rest of the game. Eight shots the rest of the game. Eight shots the rest of the game. Yeah. So you can see, like I don't, like I said, I don't know whether it's fatigue, whether he's hitting the hit the wall. Yeah. Whether it's you know, defense is changing the way they're playing him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, just, he's just not the same guy. I think it's fatigue. From a, from I think you're right. Of, it's fatigue. A week, week or two ago. I think you're right. I think it's just fatigue setting in, and it's to be expected. Yeah. Like, again, there's a lot of talk about Pascal and Fred, and especially Pascal being like a go-to uh, max money guy. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is, 
it's hard to be a top-level defender and a top-level scorer at the same time, right? Yeah. Like, there's... And play 38, 44 minutes a game. There's what? Five to ten guys in the league, maybe ten guys in the league that do that consistently? If I'm not even going to say that much. There's like much. five guys in the league that yeah. do that. Like, it's difficult to do. Even if you watch... And I know this is a bad example. I'm not really comparing the two. But Zach Levine has to score for the Bulls, right? Yeah. That's really all he has to do. And with that said, he takes a lot of terrible shots that are just... But again, he's just worried about getting shots up because they need him to just score. Yeah. The Raptors are still kind of asking Pascal to replace... or. I shouldn't say they're asking him to do this. The fans' mentality of what Pascal is supposed to be doing is replacing Kawhi and playing, being this defensive stopper and Mr. Everything. And it's like, it's a lot to ask of a young player at this stage of his career. And I think, I think they need to really, I think they, they, because they, I mean, they got to watch firsthand. Mm Mm-hmm how the team won last year, yeah. right? Let's let's be real. Like they have to agree with themselves and seeing that there was just times where again they were playing there were times last year where the Raptors were playing somewhat similar to the way they played the last four games. Mm-hmm. But a certain man yeah willed his way to that to, to victories in would those bail games. them out. Right. So I don't know if if you know maybe Pascal sees maybe he needs to be that player. I mean, if we're being serious, there's one man that clearly wants to smoke. Come, I mean, while Kyle's missing shots, mm-hmm. Siakam is kind of still trying to figure out his role in crunch time. There's one dude on the Raptors who's not shy at all at any point in the game, but much less in crunch time, and that's Norm Powell. Yeah. Norm Powell also entered back into the starting lineup because Fred Van Fleet again was out due to injury, and Norm Powell. In crunch time, the one thing I'll give him, make or miss, he wants to smoke. He's not afraid. And I think that's a very important part of being a crunch time player is not being afraid to miss. And Norm is definitely not afraid to miss. And I thought that he did a very good job when the Raps couldn't get anything really going. He at least was confidently driving to the basket. He pushed the ball off a couple rebounds and took it coast to coast to get a strong layup. Norman Powell continues to play well. And I mean, 17 points, seven of 16 shooting, one of six from three. Yep. Numbers not really that good. No, but but I think when he got some of those points exactly. were big. And that's what I was about to say is, is Norm is still Norm through the first three quarters of the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to coin Matt Devlin's phrase, he becomes playoff Powell in the fourth <laughs> quarter for this team. Right? Obviously, it's not the playoffs. You're playing yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's the one guy, mm-hmm. right? who seems to keep us in the game going late when, yeah. when, when everything's struggling. Yeah, Norm, and that's what you need. You need someone who at least isn't afraid to try to make something happen. You need someone to create plays. And I don't know what's going on with Siakam in terms of crunch time. Does Do we need to, because again, I don't think it's as easy as we shouldn't be just dumping the ball to Siakam and making him go. Right. But even if we run some sets, try to get him on a, like a flash to the basket, yeah. set some screens well, you for know him or I something. Think, I think I think you can give it to Siakam, right? Because everybody's everybody thinks the ball's going to Siakam. You can give the ball to Siakam, mm-hmm. but you have to move. You can't expect him to give the ball to Siakam, and have double and watch. triple teams come running at him, and him to make magic happen. Yeah, right. 
there has to be movement. Mm-hmm. Somebody else should be cutting to the basket, right? The perimeter guy should be trying to get open on the perimeter so that when the, that double team does come, he can find them. Yeah. Right? And I think he also, right, needs to figure out that you're going to get double teamed. Obviously, he's not used to that, yeah. right? You're going to get double teamed, so you either go go fast or you got to look for the open man. And there was one, and credit to Siakam in this instance, because there was one play down the stretch where he got the ball in the paint and just made a move and scored quickly, yeah. just as you said, over Markkanen. But you'd like to see more of that, right? Or maybe it was over Denzel Valentine. I can't remember. It was, yeah, it was, it was, Valentine, it was Valentine, right? Yeah. Um, and you want to see more of that. But at the moment, since Norm has been put in the starting lineup, he's averaging 15 points per game. So at the end of the day, you got to take that if you're yep. the Raps because Norm, we've been asking for consistency, and if he's consistently giving you 15 points when he's in the starting lineup, you take that. Um, other people that deserve a big push here, I think, if you're a Raptors fan, is the play of their bigs. And I think down the stretch especially – Marcus Gasol, I know, is a talking point all the time <laughs> on the pod. Mm-hmm. And Serge Ibaka. Now, Serge was only 3 for 11 from the floor. Gasol was 4 of 7 from the floor. But you look at their production. Serge, in 19 minutes, okay, yep. had 11 points and 14 rebounds off the bench in 19 minutes. Massive minutes in terms of you, need, you needed energy. You needed yep. that from Serge. This was like an ugly game, and in those ugly games, you need someone to come in, muck it up, get those rebounds, get those tough plays, and just, you know, be mean. I know that sounds cliche, but Serge came in there and did that. And then down the stretch, I thought Gasol had a couple blocks, had a couple tip-outs on offensive rebounds late. Those are massive big plays made by your Raptors bigs and vets. Winning plays, dare I say in a game that you desperately needed it. What do you think of the Raps' bigs tonight and what they brought to the table as it becomes a hot-button issue? Gasol had, what, nine points, nine rebounds, five assists, four blocks, two steals in this game. Well, that's and that's it, right? You're not expecting, you know, 30 and 15, not even 20 and 10, right? Mm-hmm. But when Marcus Gasol is doing all the little things, making those key defensive plays... yeah. Uh, making passes, right when the when the, when the when the offense runs through him, um, the defensive plays, he hits key shots sometimes. When the shot does fall, it's always it always seems to be at a pivotal moment in the game yeah. when the shots fall. Yep, he he needs to do that. Surge the rebounds, you know, protecting the paint. Right, like we're not expecting our bigs. I mean, even going back to last year, even before Marcus all got here. With right? JV. It was JV. It was, we don't have a, a, a star center. We have two centers, right? So combined, mm-hmm. they're going to give you What's a production? Those, those numbers, the, the 30 points, 15 mm-hmm. rebounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's not going to be one guy going out there blowing you away. It's the, it's the collective, right? And they did that in this game. I thought the thing that the bench did in this game for the Raps because Hollis Jefferson gave you 17 minutes, but I thought he brought you energy when you needed it. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when he checks in, he goes right to the cup. That first play is always right to the cup, gets a layup, and it's like he gets the two points on the board before his stat sheet turns to one minute played. (laughs) Right? Like every time. All the time. But I think those guys bring a lot of energy, and that was key off the bench. Even Chris Boucher, limited minutes again. 
only played 14 minutes in this game, but managed to get five points up, five rebounds. He was active. But that's the thing with, with, with especially those two guys, is again the numbers will never blow you away because they're mm-hmm. not playing as much minutes as you know maybe they deserve. Yeah. But I think a key stat for both of those guys is like the the rebounds per forty eight minutes mm. or points per forty eight minutes. Yeah. Block shots per forty eight minutes. Yeah. Right. I'm guaranteed if you were to pull up that stat right now, they'd mm-hmm. be among the league leaders mm-hmm. in those categories. Yeah. It, it's it's great the energy the Raps are getting off the bench and all in all, I mean, you come away with a win in a game you shouldn't, but you desperately needed. As as mentioned, you lost three in a row, and I think they hadn't lost four in a row since the 2017 playoffs. Yeah. Where they were swept, sorry, the 2018 playoffs where they were swept by uh, LeBron and the Cavs. Mm-hmm. LeBronto, sorry to bring up the bad memories, but I think we're okay with LeBronto now, right? We won a championship. Not at all. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. But last time it happened in the regular season was January of 2017. So losing four in a row is something that this team, this squad, isn't really used to. So it was good to get that win out of the way, as ugly as it was. And again, I think the real turning point was defense. Because early on, the Bulls' first 10 field goals, they had nine assists on them. That's ball movement. Of their first 24 points, 16 of them was in the paint. So that's telling you that there was no defense being played by the Raps early on. Yeah, was... The Bulls were getting whatever they wanted. And eventually, now some of this was bull, the Bulls made missing shots. Some of this was the Raps' defense finally kicking it into gear. But I really think that going back to the, the hustle gang, mm-hmm. when those guys come out, Hollis Jefferson is guarding up, right? Oh, right, right away. Right away. And, it, and, it's, and he's guarding their best player. Most of the time. And, and right? the thing, too, he can switch. And there were moments where he switched out on Colby White exactly. or just whoever, right? And someone else we haven't talked about yet was OG, who I thought played a very solid game as well Definitely. on both ends of the floor, turning offense to defense, getting some steals, getting into double digits and scoring. So there were some bright spots in an overall ugly game. But I want to get to comments because <laughs> there's a lot going on in Raptors land these days and a lot of talk. And people are frustrated at certain things as you try to kind of figure out, is this a blip or is this a sign of what might be ahead for this Raptors team? I don't know. But the reality is they are now 10 and 0 against teams below 500 and they are 6 and 7 against teams at or above 500. So that's just a stat. I'm just giving you the stats as they're presented. That's it. But let's, as mentioned, let's get to some comments because that's what we do on this show. Again, you can hit us up live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. And hey, if you're listening to the podcast right now on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and Google Play and YouTube, hit us up in that comment section because we do see those comments as well and get to those and it provides topics for us to talk about as well. But back to the live portion of things. If you want to get that's on Twitter at Shell Alexander or Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Uh, I've been told lately that I've been given too much love to Twitter, <laughs> but really I'm telling you to go to the main feed on Twitter so you can see Q as well. So you can see the nice set as well. But I will go to Instagram first this time and find some comments there. My guy C Brown checks in and says, Raps have the offensive weapons and ball movement just makes everything easier. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, when, when everything's clicking, it's, it's a beautiful brand of basketball, mm-hmm. right? It's just right now, 
for whatever the reasons, the multitude of reasons that it could be, it's, it's just they're just not on their game. Yeah. Right? Uh, Glow Girl Smile checks in on Instagram and says, I never want to hear LeBronto. Sorry, my bad. I'm outvoted. Tell now again. That's, that's you and Q, so I'm outvoted. I won't mention that word again. Uh, Snizbuck checks in and says, uh, did the Raptors go out last night? <laughs> or maybe that's why they had a bad game? I don't know. I think, hope they're not part of this. No, I mean, it was, it was a back-to-back. Right. And I think just the offensive load that Pascal has been taking, because here's the thing, they're playing heavy minutes and they're asked to play defense. That is hard to do in the NBA. And I know that guys have done it throughout the eras and people always want to throw out different eras, different generations. But the way the game is played now, the pace of play, the way the game is played now to play offense and defense at that high level for 40 minutes a night is hard to do. This pace of play has never been played in the NBA before, right? Like that many possessions going up and down. And I think that's where the usage of the bench comes in, right? Agreed. You, you, I I legitly believe we have 10 players that we can play. Yeah. Right. Not to say you have to bring in a hustle gang, you know, go, go all five. There was a Malcolm Miller sighting in this game pretty early. He got six minutes. Right. But I think. Right, like the couple games ago, Kyle playing forty two minutes. Like I think all of that is is too much, too much, too early in the season. Uh, fair enough. I I can't say I disagree with that. A lot of questions about Masai Jiri. Trust me, we will get to Masai Jiri for sure because there's still a lot of talk floating around about the Knicks wanting Masai. And actually, let's get to this right now because okay. there's a lot of questions going on right now in the group text, um, the group chat. Actually, people asking about. What's going on with Masai Ujiri? And the latest is there was a report out of, I think it was Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report, Mm -hmm. who said that the Knicks obviously, again, have high interest in Masai. Also in that, there was a mention that Masai turned down an extension with the Raps last summer. So people are nervous, rightfully so. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about that, okay? If you're Masai Ujiri... You know you've built this team and taken it to places that you've never seen before. You know that the Raptors should and probably will do anything that anything to keep you. But chances are, the desperation of some other crap franchises mm-hmm. might move that price up. Right. So if you're Masai, you win the championship, you know that there's the bag the Raps are offering you right there. Yeah. Cool. But if you prove that you still have the foundation beyond whatever happens with Kawhi, what's going to happen after you prove that this team is still legit the following year after when most people thought they'd fall off, but you can prove that you're still a middle-of-a-pack team, you're in a great position with the cap, you continue to show that you keep finding these diamonds in the rough out of nowhere, whether it's a draft or the uh, unsigned market, your 905 thing is booming. Isn't anything that's going to happen just the price is going to go up? Exactly. We Instead know, of signing know, the extension last year? We know Masai's no fool, right? I, I believe mm-hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken, he's signed until 2021. Well, we don't even really know. Right? Apparently, it's rumored, yeah. but we don't apparently know. He ha- apparently ooh, 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 apparently ooh, ooh, ooh. he has a he has an out clause or, or, or something like that. But again, like you said, right? Yes, you brought Kawhi here. You brought a championship. But let's be real. A lot of people credit Kawhi. Yeah. For that championship. Yes, Masai brought him here. But now, if you take this Raptor team and 
take them through a, a, a decent playoff run, right? You know, again, have the Knicks offer you whatever they're offering you. The Wizards offer you whatever they were offering you. Whoever knows who who knows who's next. Everything he does from now on just brings that price up. Yeah. Right? yeah. And as he gets closer to whenever the contract does expire, the desperation of the Raptors, the Raptors ownership group, to get him signed on the dotted line, that goes up. There's so many things that they talked about in that article. One of the things as well was there are other observers telling Masai, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't go to the Knicks. Yeah. But as you mentioned, Masai's a very smart guy. I don't think anyone needs to tell him the dangers of trying to work under James Dolan. Yeah. Right? Phil Jackson wanted full autonomy in terms of being able to do whatever he wanted, and he couldn't get that. Yeah. So chances are, would Masai be able to get that? And actually, you trust that after going into it? To me, that's a different story. So I still think the biggest issue, my issue isn't with Masai because I feel like He'll make the right decision for him, and you just want what's best for him and his family and all that fun stuff, right? Yep. I don't think the issue, my issue would be if Masai leaves or not. My issue would be with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment in the sense that you cannot let Masai Ujiri leave under any circumstances. Done. You give him whatever he wants to stay because your organization, let's keep it a buck, isn't that successful. I was going to be a lot more harsh and then I backpedaled a little. Yeah. But your organization isn't that successful. And in terms of what the banner has been for your operation, it's what Masai Ujiri has built in terms of taking a team because you're the Leafs. The Leafs win just by, they just print money off default, right? TFC, I'll go to my grave saying this, they didn't know what they had in this city with soccer when they brought in TFC, nope. right? They didn't know that. They won almost by accident in terms of the success of the fan base and all that. Yeah. Basketball was something that was here for a while. You needed it to develop over years, over years. Cool. But in terms of bringing a stabilizing force, making this not a laughable market, the speech of Masai telling people to believe in yourself, believe in the city that you can win a championship, and then him actually doing it. You can't let that man leave. So my beef is never going to be with Masai because I feel like if he leaves, there's a reason why he's leaving. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? My thing is with MLSE and you cannot let him leave. And at the end of the day, I still think this is all negotiating. It's all bargaining. Yeah. Why? Why? Like it's all, it's you all don't sign last year because the offers aren't going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> right? Who knows what happens? But a uh, lot of talk going there. So definitely wanted to hit that up and talk about that. Uh, let's see, someone checks in here on Twitter and says he's not going to the Knicks. Why put him and his family in that horrible environment? I totally agree with that. I just don't I don't see why Masai would, would do that and want to go to the Knicks. Uh, I will say that this is the NBA, and nothing would help the NBA, especially in the New York market, more mm -hmm. than Masai. And, well, that's the, the other Knicks. part, because people are talking about whether or not this could be an NBA-type move, right? Because the Knicks being successful helps the NBA, as you just said. Definitely. And so if Masai were to actually fix the Knicks, everybody benefits. The problem is, again, if you're Masai, 
That's it's a tough one. I, I want to read a bunch of these comments because a lot of people wrote in talking about Masai. And that guy Damone says MLSE should give Masai whatever he wants. Ragul, Masai will get anything he wants from MLSE. A lot of people just saying the Raptors should give him whatever he wants. Uh, DJ Raymond says Masai wants his contract to coincide with Giannis. <laughs> I don't think. Hey. I don't know. I don't know what to make about these Masai and Giannis rumors. I'm just here to ride that out, to be honest. Um, Alex says, there's no sense in worrying about Masai. He's his own man. He kept his options open. Enjoy the fact that he is here. Why worry about his future intentions? Definitely. I like that, Alex. That's a good that's a good one to wrap up that portion of this conversation on because I agree with that. Again, I'm not mad if Masai leaves because I feel like there would be a good reason for him to leave. My beef is from the angle of a Toronto sports fan that's still going to be here with or without Masai. And MLSE, you can't let him leave. Whatever it takes. Uh, but again, we're here talking about the Raps post-game show. Raptors win 93-92, a squeaker over the Bulls. Some people would call it uh, the trap game before you play Kawhi and the Clippers. The full Clippers. And is it the full Clippers? Because here's the thing. The Clippers didn't the Clippers played tonight mm-hmm. against the Indiana Pacers. They won 110 to 99. Kawhi Leonard didn't play because of knee maintenance. Whatever that means. Is that's that just another way to say load management? That's what they're calling it, though, yeah. So the anticipation is. That you playing in Tor- today's Monday, mm-hmm. they play in Toronto on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. If you sat out this game, unless there's something actually wrong with your knee, many people would assume Kawhi would play on Wednesday. Now, there's a lot of talk here because one thing is, as a Raptors fan and you're losing a bunch of games lately, do you even want Kawhi to play? Because you might need the dub <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it makes the dub easier. Mm-hmm. But I want to focus more on the Raptors fans and their reception of Kawhi Leonard. It came out today that the game starts at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, and the Raptors want fans to be in their seats at 6.45 for a pregame ceremony, which I'm guessing Kawhi is going to get his ring then. Why are you shaking your head? Who schedules these games? It's ESPN. The game's on ESPN, so it's the first half of a doubleheader. That's why. That's yeah. why the game's at 7 instead of 7.30. It's on ESPN, yeah. first part half of a doubleheader. And not, so... That's smart. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's... No, you asked why it's at 7. No, that's why. I hear you. I hear you. So, they're going to have a pregame ceremony. Whether Kawhi plays or not, I don't know. But the point remains, there's going to be a moment where the Raps, I'm going to assume, have some type of video. They're going to give them the ring. There's going to be a round of applause. Now, what would your reception be to Kawhi Leonard... Not only during the ceremony when they're like, hey, here's Kawhi's ring, but then after the fact. How are you going to feel seeing Kawhi Leonard make his return to Scotiabank Arena? He gets a roaring standing ovation mm-hmm. during the whole pregame celebrations. Mm-hmm. I think he gets normal opponent reception during the game. Okay. Some cheers, some boos. They want him to miss the shots. And I think if the game goes into the fourth quarter and it's tight, mm-hmm. do what you want, Raptor fans. I'm okay. I'm okay with this with the smoke. I'm okay with you know the booing. Kick. I'm of okay. Kawhi. I'm okay with giving it to him at that point. 
Okay. I'll say this. So yeah, respectfully. In, in the co- yeah, obviously we always want the respectful nature of it. I'm trying to think like who gets booed every time they touch the ball from the Raps? Like, is that going back to like the hatred of Vince Carter? Like when Raptors fans still hated Vince Carter, that doesn't mm-hmm. exist now. Yeah. But like no one else really got booed on Tracy. the Tracy Mc- No, but I'm saying like other than those guys, yeah. right? Like when that ish was going on consistently, Chris Bosch, did he get booed every time he touched the ball? First couple times back? Yeah, yeah he did. I he think did. so. Yeah. So here's here's what I'm gonna say. And it's funny because on my way home from work, I was I'm in the Uber and my uh, Uber driver says to me, Oh, I'm so glad to see the area you're going to because that's right by my house. So now I'll be home in time to see the Raptors game. <laughs> and so we laugh. I'm like, yeah, me too. And we start talking about Kawhi. And he he asked me, so what do you think about Kawhi coming back? Are you going to, like, people booing him? Are people going to boo him? Are people going to cheer? And I'm like, they better cheer. And I asked him, I'm like, what do you think? Would you Would you boo Kawhi? And he's like, no, I never boo Kawhi. He brought us a championship. And I was so happy to hear that mm-hmm. because... I'm not going to tell you how you should feel because you're grown-ass people. You can feel however you want. But I will judge you if you boo Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Because, like, what do you have to boo the man for? You know what? I think, I think, I think the reception for him will be different because, obviously, he brought us a championship. And I think even going into him being – it wasn't like he was here for five years and then just said, I don't want my kids learning the metric system and I'm – Going back to the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. We all knew from the get-go he wanted to be in California, yep. and the man went home to play in California, right? He didn't leave to go play with LeBron, right? If he was yeah. a Laker, I'd boo him even during the rings, <laughs> right? He didn't leave to go play with LeBron and and, and D Wade, and and you know you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he he went where he said he wanted to go from two years ago, right? But he came in, handled his business. Won the championship and the MVP, and you know, then did what he felt he needed to do for himself and his family. Yeah. So, it, it, I don't think. I mean, obviously, you would have loved to see him come back and try and go for that two peat, and nobody's saying that we didn't want that. And even that there were some points where I thought it was happening, right? Yeah. But I don't think you can boo the man for making the decision he made. You can be a little salty. You can be a little, you know, heartbroken. But I don't think you can just hate the man for the choices that he made. Yeah, I mean, here, here's my thing, right? Like, the, the guy went back home. We live in a city where a dude named John Tavares did the exact same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it would be very hypocritical, which, I mean, I'm not saying Toronto fans are above being hypocritical, but it would be very hypocritical to be mad at Kawhi for going home, but totally okay with John Tavares exactly. for coming home, right? Exactly. So, but the uh, other you know part what? of There's this... There's going to be a few fools in the crowd who are... But are those people just trying to get on six buzz, or are they actually like <laughs> booing Kawhi because they're like salty that he left? Because my thing is, he held up his end of the bargain. Like, we know that he never wanted to come to Toronto, right? Yeah. And you can have the debate all you want about they're pro athletes, they make millions of dollars, they should have to do, like, you should have to do whatever because you make a million dollars a year, millions of dollars a year, so you should have to put up with A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. We know that's what it is in theory, but in reality, we know that in this era, athletes, a lot of the time, will do what they want to do. And when they don't want to do something, you're going to know about it, and they're going to sulk their way out. See Anthony Davis... 
see LeBron last year when things weren't going well in LA. Magically, he's hurt for the second half of the season. But the point remains, Kawhi came here after he didn't want to, mm-hmm. played, played I think even hurt the, I think in the even playoffs. Embraced the city a bit. But we knew that he was hurt during the playoffs. We yep. watched him leave it all on the floor. He gave us moments that will live forever in this city. Yep. The four bounce game, the dunk on Giannis, the championship, right? The parade with a million people down the street, all of these things when he really didn't have to do that. Like, you can't question his heart. You can't question did he give it his all. He left it all out on the floor. And to that, I am forever grateful because he gave me moments and things that I never thought I would ever see (laughs) watching the Toronto And we'll never forget. And like I said, I feel like he he did embrace the city a bit Mm -hmm. to where, you know, he didn't just hibernate and go hide away, play basketball and go hide away again. Yeah, yeah. He embraced the city. He came, he came, he went to Blue Jay games. He, You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I mean, he ended up going home, but I think it took a very desperate Clippers move. For sure. It took a lot. For, for that to happen. It took a lot for that right? to happen. So, and I think, and I think if the Clippers weren't the Clippers. Yeah. And they weren't that desperate to trade away 1,800 first round picks and whatever they, uh, the mm-hmm. trade ended up. I think, I honestly think there was a chance Kawhi would have came back. Uh, let's get some more comments here. I see my guy Mike checks in and says, stop it. He's getting a standing ovation and he deserves it. Would love to see the cheers and then boo every time he touches the ball. <laughs> Goes along with what yeah, you were saying. Saying, if hey, the game If the game is close, for sure, give it to him. And I'm okay with that. Like during the game, yeah. obviously you're not going to be cheering for the, a dude on the opposing team during the game. I totally understand that. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about pregame ceremony, like after the game, when he walks off the court, whatever. Yeah. You know, that to me is the big deal here. Uh, Fly Miss checks in and says they better not boo him. Uh, Raptor Homer says, why boo the reason who united the country? It's very true. And, and again, shouts to bringing that up, Raptor Homer, because that's a very big point. There is nothing else that could happen in this country other than Canada's men's hockey team mm-hmm. winning gold medal in the Winter Olympics. And I don't even think it No, 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 it did. Way. No, 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 it did. It did. I was yeah, in the st- yeah. we were in the streets I hear you. when it happened and it was I a thing you. and it was going on across the country, but I'm saying other than that, I w- I I urge someone to find where there were watch parties for something. Mm-hmm in all these different cities across the entire country. Because it didn't happen... When, I don't, did it happen when the Jays won? I don't think so. Right? Definitely. So, he's right. He united the, the whole country. And I know people want to play semantics when you say, well, he didn't just do it. It was the whole team. We're seeing it right now. We're seeing it right now with this Raptor team that's going... This little run that's going on right now. Listen... You, you miss that break in case of emergency, <laughs> <laughs> right? Quick six-point run, right? Uh, more comments. Uh, if he doesn't play, Mike says, that's straight-up weak. Uh, I think he wants to play. I don't think he would duck the Raptors. That's just weird. That just seems weird. I don't think he would duck the Raps, but, hey, my guess is if you're missing I this think, game, you're going to play. I think he's playing. Unless think, he's hurt. I think if I think if he's hurt, they just... They let it be known. I don't think. I don't think if Kawhi Leonard is actually hurt to the point where he just can't go for a couple games, mm-hmm. the Clippers announce it to everybody for sure, right? 
For sure. So that nobody's calling it load management and there's no risk of fines and sanctions from the league. I think he plays. I think he plays on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think um, so too. I think this. I think today's was his rest game, and then he plays on Wednesday. Uh, Alex checks in and says, "If you don't stand up and at least clap, you shouldn't have a ticket to the game." Glow Girl Smile says, "We cheer Kawhi and give a standing O. Will there? Uh, will be there, and that's what I'll do. But during the game, no more cheers." Valid point. Uh, I don't know which point it is that you made, but Tammy checks in and says, yes, Q, agreed. Take that. Appreciate it. Uh, Damone says, I'll give Kawhi standing O after that. Get him the F up out of Toronto. We need this dub. <laughs> I hear you. I, you know, and I, I, I hear you. Uh, my guy C. Brown says, cheer him when he gets his ring and then boo the shit out of him. Again, during the game, not mad at that. Need that dub. Not mad at that at all. Uh, Kaptanovich. Cape checks in and says, <laughs> cheer him for the ring, then boo him during the game. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game just in terms from a basketball standpoint. I actually think it's an interesting game because it's another what we call big boy game. Because the Clippers are a real, I, real team. And I think the Raptors... Regardless of how they played recently, I think they get up for that game. I mean, hey, it's also the return of Patrick Patterson. <laughs> and Lou Will? Lost and found? <laughs> get to work. You know what to do. I would mention some actual names, but we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Yeah, no, listen, man. Listen, 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 listen. Uh, what's Alec? Alex says that man didn't ask to be traded here. He was a true professional. And gave it everything he had, nothing but respect. Um, a lot of people just bigging up Kawhi, and I hope we keep that same energy on Wednesday night when the Raps face Kawhi Leonard, hopefully in the lineup, Kawhi Leonard and his Los Angeles Clippers, because again, he gave moments that I'll never, I'll never forget. And there's things that we forget now because so much happened in the championship and all that. But that dunk on Giannis, man. That that's the play to me that doesn't get nearly enough replays over and over again. We keep seeing like the four bounce, which is incredible, but this guy pounded it on Giannis's head top to not ice the game, but pretty much ice the game yeah. to send the wraps to the finals. Um, I think my guy Felon was saying this at work that that dunk is probably the Alomar is probably the Alomar home run against uh, Eckersley. I was like, hmm, I kind of like that, right? In terms of, like, the energy and, like, where the team was going and moments that we'll always remember. Interesting, interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm super hyped up for this game, and I just want to say that this Bulls game was super ugly. So I'm glad that we have this Kawhi game to talk about. We had Masai to talk about. Lots of other things going on in Raptor land. And you guys were awesome. So many comments here from the get-go on both sides. Uh, Let's see. Fresh LA says, That game seven versus Philly, man. When everybody else was shook ones, he deserves a statue for that alone. Thank you, Fresh LA, for saying that. Because I've been saying, Why is there not a statue of Kawhi, the the B-boy pose? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. first off, if... You just put up branding behind it, like your Scotia Bank, okay? Yep. If you just put some Scotia Bank branding that's not too like ugly or too like crazy, but behind the Kawhi pose, 
Do you know the Instagram love you would get off of that? It would become like the new Toronto sign that they had at Nathan Phillips Square when they first put that up and everyone was taking pictures of that. How is that not a thing? Just giving it, I shouldn't have given that idea for free. Yeah. It's a bad, I shouldn't have done that. I should have sold that to Scotiabank for, some, for a bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that game seven, we forget that now with all this talk about, oh, well, the whole team played great. My guy took like 40 plus shots in game seven because right. everyone was shook. <laughs> and, then hit, and then missed the free throw that would have really iced the game and then hit the game winner over Embiid. Made Embiid cry. Yeah. Grown ass Embiid. <laughs> Tough guy Embiid. <laughs> Made the man cry grown man tears. <laughs> Yell. I will always rep Kawhi. I'll be wearing my fun guy shirt on Wednesday. Yep. So let's go. Fired up. I don't even care if the Raptors win that game. Or not. Here, here's the thing about the whole season. I'm not getting mad at anything this whole year. You can't. I'm not. <laughs> you can't. I won't. People, I really no matter, won't. No matter, no won't. matter, no matter how the Raptors play, mm-hmm. we are world champions. We are the NBA champions until June. And there and, should be no tears in Raptorland until after June. And that's kind of my thing about Kawhi making his return. It should be a celebration. Right? Like, we thought the ring ceremony at the start of the year was like, hey, this is the last time to celebrate the championship and like, blah, blah, blah. Cool. And I agree. But Kawhi coming back is just another moment until game time. There should be Jurassic Park and everything. Like, I would, I don't know. As DJ Raymond points out, Kawhi birthed another generation of Canadian basketball fans. Do you think there's kids named Kawhi? Oh, there will be. You think so? Yeah. There Hmm. will be. Interesting. Because it's an interesting name, right? So, there's, 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 there's kids named Anfernee. <laughs> All right? If you're going to name your kid Anfernee, you might as well name him Kawhi. Uh, the Kawhi effect for real. Oh, man. Everybody that got some that night. and, and, and <laughs> This is a great point, and this is so true. Fly Miss checks in and says, I remember when I'd go to downtown restaurant. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to give pub or dis potential sponsors. But, says, I remember when I'd go to blank Toronto bar, and we'd have to ask them to put the Raptor game up because they'd be showing hockey. Not anymore. Mm. And this is a true statement. There are full, like, big-time chained bars that show just the Raptors, and hockey can be on on another TV. Yep. It's come a long way. It's come a long way, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, A.M. Chow says, Blue Jays... Winning actually united the country shell. If they had a World Series run in 2015, 2016, you'd see the same effect for sure. Didn't the Jays make the ALCS? Different levels. No, but they made the ALCS, yeah. right? Like, I didn't miss anything. I, I remember watching the game. David Price was dealing. Yep. I Hold on. I went to the game against the... I went the next year when they were playing in the ALCS against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I sat behind the dugout because I could get tickets for cheap. And they were still, they were losing the series. Mm-hmm. And I went to the next two games because I could get tickets for cheap. That's what I'm Not even 90. Those are just the facts. I got the pictures to, to show. Like, what? I went on StubHub and could get tickets a day of. So, and I know there's 50,000 seats and it's different than what's going on in the ACC. And we can make all kinds of excuses. But if the Raps were down 3-1 in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals, 
you're still not getting in the ACC for less than whatever. And I just called it the ACC. I know. I apologize. It's the ACC. <laughs> don't, they Someone... Cle- don't they play Cleveland on Monday? Try getting tickets for that for less than two bills. Someone says, oh, it's Sniz. It says, Bun Patrick Patterson, he's a waste man. <laughs> You know what? Considering his, I I wouldn't have even read that comment, but considering Patrick Patterson's recent Instagram comments, I'm a follow that. I read that comment on purpose because of that. If you want, Google it on your own and figure out what I'm talking about. Boo Patrick Patterson. You can boo him. (laughs) If he even gets into the game. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's going on there with Pat Pat. But so many comments. Thanks, guys. For tuning in. There's so much going on. Someone says, definitely lots of baby kawaii's. <laughs> uh, Jay Shutterbug says, free ride for the Raptors until next major free agent, period. Um, never speak of this game again. What game was that? I don't remember what that game was. What we, we referenced, we must have referenced something that I don't remember. Uh, AM Chow says, there's also a lot of kids named Shaq slash Shaquilla. Full disclosure, I have a cousin named Shaquilla. So, facts. There you go. Um, let's see here. There's so many comments. And so, because there's so much going on, I'm going to try to read some of these comments before wrapping up. And I normally don't try to go this long on the pod, but y'all are hyped up, which is getting me hype. Uh, someone says, what did Patrick Patterson say? Again, get your Googles up. Not going to get into that. Uh, but just know that I would never read a comment calling someone... Most likely wouldn't read a comment calling someone a waste man if it was normal <laughs> circumstances. I'm going to say most often than not. Is that fair? I, I feel like I try to be fair on this pod. I'm not going to call someone a waste man. No? You're laughing. But like, seriously, I, I think we've been doing this pod, what, for three years now? I've never called someone a waste. I never called a player a waste man. I don't think so. You're no, thinking you're thinking too thinking, hard thinking. as if it's possible. But no, no. People man. back it up. Where are my regulars here? My <laughs> regulars can tell me, man. I haven't called some I don't think I've called someone the waste man. I don't know. I am Dove's Cry says it's facts though. I don't know what he means by facts. Is he talking about waste man? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so this podcast is off the rails. Uh, what does it say? I see something here in Alberta. Kids have basketball hoops in their driveways while hockey nets are hanging in the garage. Basketball is a new national pastime. Oof. I'm not going that far. That's and coming from Alberta. No, but here's my thing. I'm never here for the fight between sports. Yeah. I think kids should be playing more sports and multiple sports, and it shouldn't be this one against that one. It's about uniting everything. You can play both. You can play everything. I like the Leafs, and I like the Raptors, and I like the Jays. Why? Because I like Toronto. <laughs> right? And you like sports. And I like sports. Exactly. <laughs> Someone says, keep it Toronto. Call man's waste man. <laughs> Q, let's get it's, out of this. <laughs> tell, me, tell, me, okay? tell me what's going on, Q. Let me know. Uh. Let me know where can the people find you? I'm losing it right now. I'm dying with laughter too much. Q, where can the people the find Smith. you, man? Yeah, I blame it's, yeah, it's, it's Snizzy's fault, fault for throwing this off, man. Living too close to Brampton. Um, again, all social media, haul at me. Simply underscore just underscore Q. DDScaps.com is the company. Check us out on our social media as well at DDScaps. 
Um, you can check us out. There's also we, we do a lot of pop culture stuff on on our on our Instagram. You'll see local hip hop talent. You'll see uh, basket sports plays, whether it's basketball, football, some highlights. You'll see music videos. You'll see lots of pop culture stuff on there. It's not just the hat company I'm trying to expand it a bit. So you can check us out at, at DBS Cap. Cool. And of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander. This is the Wrap It Up podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Keep that conversation going. And sorry, someone in the Instagram chat just found out what what Patrick oh. Patterson said. So we're wrapping up this podcast before we get to it. But anyways... Again, if you're listening to this podcast, really appreciate you guys. Like and subscribe. Hit us with a like comment. Hit us with, you know, a follow back. Share it with your friends. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Again, On Blast is the network. Search that. Wrap it up is the show. We try to get you covered on everything going on in the NBA with your Toronto Raptors. We are here live on Twitter. After each and every Toronto Raptor game at Shell Alexander. Yes, I'll be here on Wednesday, Alex. See you there too. Same thing goes for Instagram at Shell Alex Sheldon Alexander's Instagram. Like and follow up. We got a lot of on blast content there as well. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. This was a fun episode for such a crappy game. This is a very fun episode. Really appreciate it. So much fun. Please come back and join the party on Wednesday because that game, regardless of what goes down, will be lit. And we'll be right here to talk to you all about it because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is a wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. On blast.